The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Many people look at others and feel the grass is always greener, that things are hopeless and will never change. These are the kinds of feelings that rob you of your self-esteem, that leave you in emotional turmoil, whether it's feeling stuck in relationships, career, parenting, or finances. Awareness of that void is the first step in your journey to heal your shit. Tune in now as your host, Marnie, takes your hand and helps you begin the shift toward healing body, mind, and spirit. Here is your host, Marnie. Good morning. Welcome back, everyone. I'm so excited about today's show. Um, Years ago, when I bought my first house, and I had, oh, I think I had about five bucks at the end of the month after all the bills were paid, I was very strongly led to participate in an event, um, a workshop. It was $150, which not a lot of money. But at the time, when I only had $5 at the end of the month, that seemed like a lot of money. And I, I just felt so strongly I was supposed to be at this event. So I signed up anyway. I didn't know how I was going to pay for it, but I knew somehow it would all work out. And I don't even know where that came from. And sure enough, a week before this event, I got a check in the mail from my bank. I had overpaid at my closing which was two months prior, $149.70. And I will never forget that um, because I have always believed that somehow I am taken care of and money is one of those things. And money is what we're going to talk about today. So do you ever struggle with money? Do you know what your beliefs are about money? Um, what about your beliefs about money in you? And here's the kicker. Do you believe money can be fun? Well, we're going to talk about all of that and more today with my guest, Pam Grout. She is an author of many books. And the ones that I discovered that led me to her were E-squared and E-cubed. And she's going to talk, we're going to talk about money and tools to shift your money vibe. Welcome, Pam, to the show. I'm so excited to talk to you. Oh, thank you. It's great to be here. So um, I know in talking to, I have moments where I have struggled with money. And then I remember that story that I just told and I'm like, okay, that's, that's not what I believe. I know that, and I've shifted away from whatever that fear was. Um, and we even did, my family and I did one of the experiments that we found in your book. Um, there was one where you talked about something you and your daughter had done, where you pinned money into clothing. Oh, yeah. We left it all and over Chicago. All over Chicago. Chicago and we, all over Chicago. Yeah. yeah. So, well, my family and I, and I, and I don't just mean my husband and my son and I, but my parents and my sister, we, um, 
we were together for, we were getting ready for a holiday, one of the Jewish holidays. And we gathered a bunch of $5 bills and I made up these little strips of paper that said, you are loved, abundance is everywhere. And we drove around Charlotte. We drove to all different, you know, upscale affluent neighborhoods, not a, not as upscale neighborhoods. We drove into the inner city. We drove everywhere. And each one of us took turns taking this little note and taping it to the $5 bill and putting it up somewhere where people where somebody would find it. And in that, you know, in that, that experiment, you had everybody, we had everybody come back to the car running and screaming and, <laughs> and just really enjoying themselves. And, you know, I, I, I my dad struggled with that one a little bit thinking, is everybody going to think I'm nuts, you know, at first, but the rest of it, you know, we all did it, even my husband. And we had such a ball and it was so interesting to see not only how it changed our vibe together that evening, but just the next few days of what transpired in our lives was really, really interesting. So, um, so thank you for that. Cause that, that yeah, was no, that's one a that great experiment. We had such a blast. And one of the things I always say after my daughter and I did that little experiment, it was within a couple of weeks that my book hit number one on the New York times bestseller list. So I thought the timing for that was kind of fortuitous. So anyway, yeah, so we left uh, $5 bills all over Chicago. It was really fun. And we did the same thing. We put the little notes about you are blessed, you are abundant, and so it was fun. It was so fun. And people look at me when I tell that story like, you really did that with $5 bills? I'm like, yeah. I said, you know, one day maybe it'll be bigger. But, you know, right now $5 was what we were comfortable with, and that was good. Um, and I know so many people I talk to and, and clients of mine included friends, um, maybe they don't outwardly appear to struggle with money, but, but then when it's, um, especially like some entrepreneurs that I know, they struggle with how to price themselves and their value, which is still a money thing. And so I wanted to just, to just have you share a little bit, like how, how did all this come to you? How, when did you notice it? Why did you decide to write about it? And how has it changed your life? Um, a lot are of you questions. talking about my current book, Thank You Grow Rich? Well, we could talk about that too, all of them. Oh, well, I didn't know that's what you meant by money, because I guess I talk about money as one of the experiments. Or I guess the chapter, um, there's a chapter in EQ that does have all the myths about money that we've always bought into. But, you know, our whole system is kind of set up in this capitalist system. And so because of that, everything revolves around money. So we just give it a lot more weight than we really need to. And we forget this bigger story is that we are connected to this benevolent universe that has our best interests at heart that wants to take care of us and has been taking care of us forever until we kind of laid our money story over on the top of it. Because, I mean, think about it. You know, the planet is is rife with abundance, with plenitude, with, you know, every good thing to totally sustain us. Everything we need, water, fresh air, all that, um, you know, fresh fruit coming off trees. I mean, there is nothing, nothing missing. There never was. And then we sort of overlaid this other story over on top of it. And I suppose any time we put our story on top of the, you know, the true story, um, mm-hmm. you know, we're bound to run into some problems along the way, and I think that's kind of what has happened, is we've created this other story about 
about the, you know, the abundance of the universe. And it is so abundant, and we've forgotten that. And what ends up happening is whatever you're putting your attention upon, you literally are collapsing that wave into your life, you know, because there's this field of infinite potentiality. I mean, literally waves and all kinds of, you know, waves and um, buzzing things all over the place. And then we collapse that wave into mm-hmm. our beliefs and expectations. And so we have really condensed all the, all the abundance, all the plenitude into our little view about the way the world works. And so that's kind of what we're dealing with. So the less, you know, we can take our attention, or the more we can take our attention off that kind of, misguided story that we've created and start focusing on this, the incredible abundance of the universe, you know, the better off we'll all be. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, and the one thing that I keep hearing when, when you're saying all that is control. We're trying to control it. We're versus totally letting it control. flow. I mean, we're taught that's what we're supposed to do. I mean, that's kind of right. the big thing that we're, we're supposed to do. And what, and have you always allowed money to just flow and be open and your story to be like this? Or was there a time when it well, wasn't? Well, you know, it depends on your viewpoint. You know, I've always been free. To me, the definition of abundance is the, um, the freedom to be generous, the freedom, mm-hmm. the freedom to pursue your dreams. Um, so I think I've always had that. As far as how the world might look at it, You know, I may not be, I haven't always been wealthy in terms of how the world might look at abundance. Um, You know, I was a single mom. Um, I raised my daughter on my own. So, you know, I had some of that story going on. But even through it all, I mean, I refused to do the hook, line, and figure, okay, well, you better get a job and you better do, you know, stuff. I mean, I continued to, you know, the freedom to do what I love, which is to write. And I continued to write and I continued to, um, you know, pursue my dreams and passions no matter what. So I did have that freedom. I did have that psychic freedom to be able to do that. And I think that's a great gift. I think that's a great, um, you know, gift that I gave to myself. So it kind of depends on how you define it. Because, no, and I mean, you wouldn't look at my, um, you know, my income tax, you know, back in the day when I was a single mom and go, oh, my gosh. (laughs) You know, so, but I always felt abundant. Let's just put it that way. And your story about the you know, the money coming through. I cannot tell you, I have hundreds of those kind of stories in my own life. Always, always, always the universe has provided when I needed it. Always. Mm-hmm. I mean, in fact, you know, when you were talking about that and I thought, well, you know, how you had to bring yourself back to think about that. See, this is what happens. Our minds, you know, our neural pathways register all the fearful things. So we, that's like right. imprinted into our brain. And those yes. really cool things that happen, like that story that you just told, it kind of, it, it, in fact, scientists say this, it goes off like Teflon, you know, it just, it kind of goes in and goes right out. We don't remember those beautiful times. So that's why the practice of gratitude, which to me is so important, mm-hmm. Because then it helps us register all the good things that are happening because they yes. are so numerous and we totally forget about it because, again, it doesn't register in our brain. So I think it's worth taking time to actually stop and think about all those times. It's like, you know, you know how if you have a dream journal beside your bed, if yes. you don't write it down, you tend to forget about it. You know what the dream was? And I think that's what happens a lot with all these blessings that were given by the universe, all these times that it did work out, mm-hmm. and we forget about it because we didn't register it. So I think it's so important to take time every day and really register all the ways we are taken care of. Oh, definitely, definitely. And I, have, I too, have a lot of stories like that. That one comes to me a lot. Um, I have one where 
oh, my husband and I had a friend that was going to build a fence for us. And unbeknownst to me, my husband gave him all the money for the fence instead of just the money for the supplies. And he was the boyfriend of a neighbor. He, he and his girlfriend had a big fight. They broke up and Uh-oh. he disappeared <laughs> with our money, thousands of dollars of money. And that was when I found out Mark had given all the money to him. And I went, okay. And after I was done being a little upset with my husband (laughs) about that, I sat for a minute and I just, I don't know, maybe it's my my belief in people, my gratitude, my, my love of everything was, I said, I don't know why, but I just know he's coming back with it. Mm-hmm. And everyone thought I was, I mean, Mark kind of looked at me. Eventually, Mark believed it within probably the first week. Um, my parents were like, ah, you might as well have just torched that money and let it go. You know, my mother-in-law thought, oh, I was crazy. Get out the white jackets. Like, please, you're never going to see that money again. 30 days to the day, my doorbell rang. Mark wasn't home yet. I was making my son dinner. <laughs> And ran ran to the door, asked who it was, and was not horribly surprised to find this man standing there. And he couldn't even look me in the eye. He felt so terrible, and I could feel his shame. And you know, and I and I looked at him, and he he wanted to give back the money. He said, you know, can I give you a check? And I said, how about a cashier's check? And he said, that's fair. And he apologized. And I asked, I said, we forgive you. Are you better? And I asked him that if he was better. And he, he said that he was working on it. And he came back a couple days later and he and Mark spoke and he shared he had been going through some struggles um, and took the money and, you know, borrowed money from his I think his dad, to, to get it back to us, but felt so, so bad for what he had done and, and really wanted to repair the relationship and actually ended up marrying my neighbor next door and became, he became a one, I mean, a really, really good friend um, to us and, and all through this money transaction. And so, and he, he was really there for us at a time when um, we were struggling with our son um, and and really compassionate. And so because we had the compassion to forgive him and see beyond the money and see the, the, the gift of, of giving back and what that can bring, we were able to reap those gifts later. Um, oh, so it was a beautiful yeah. story. Yeah, it says in The Course in Miracles, which is my big spiritual practice, that the most holy place on earth is a, um, you know, where an enemy has been forgiven and an enemy has become a friend. And I think it was also maybe Abraham Lincoln that said, you know, rather than try to defeat our enemies, let's just try to make all our enemies our friends. You know, really that forgiveness piece is just so important. It's really important. People think, people think it's, well, you're forgiving the person. And yeah, maybe you are, but, but really it's for ourselves. It's oh, totally always, for ourselves. Always. Totally. So... What can we, it, we're, we're going to be going to break in just a few minutes, but it, before we do, are there any things, any tools we could share with the audience of, you know, things that they could do to start helping themselves feel that money flow? We talked about gratitude, and I personally have a gratitude notebook that travels in my purse everywhere with me. Um, 
And I know that's one. Anything else you can think of that we could share? Um, well, the one experiment that I had in the book E-Cubed, if you might remember this, is that you know, not only was the thing about, you know, leaving the money around because, you know, you're, you get what you sow, you know, you, you reap what you sow, so you're sowing money. But the other one, and this is an experiment that I learned from um, Greg Kuhn, and, I, you know, he gave me permission to share this one in the book, too. I mean, this is just one that happened to be in that chapter that happened to be about money. But it was like any time you find any little bit of money, I mean, a penny, whatever, celebrate it. Because, you know, it's all part of a big resonant field, and one penny is the same as a million dollars in this big, giant resonant field. So it's like, mm-hmm. how do you treat that? Um, oh, wow, I'm so grateful for this penny that I just found. So, like, he says that when he finds a penny, he literally will, you know, start doing a big, giant dance or whatever. I mean, really appreciating every little thing and to not discount even the smallest things because, again, that penny is, you know, attached to this bigger field of, you know, this unlimited money that's out there. I think you even mentioned in your book about the quantum relationship, if I remember correctly. Right, and that's um, kind of where that comes from. He he's a yeah. um, I let's see what he's up. He's a superintendent of schools, I think, but he also likes to call himself Mister Quantum or Doctor Quantum or something like that. <laughs> oh, he's, he does the, like quantum and law of attraction. So he puts the um, a lot of the law of attraction type principles in terms of quantum physics, which is a little bit what my book does, and that's kind of how we got acquainted with each other. It's like we were similarly mm. writing about some of the same stuff. Mm. Wow. I, so, I t- but yeah, I mean, t- to me, the biggest thing is to really stop and recognize all the great things that you have in your life and to quit focusing on what we don't have. And I think what happens is we spend so much time thinking about what we don't have and all the things we want to fix and all the things that are wrong that abundance couldn't get through if it tr- if, if if we wanted it to. I mean, because we have so many grievances. We put up this, literally a wall of grievances and things we're unhappy with, and it literally blocks our abundance. I mean, all this abundance is there, wanting to come to each one of us. But again, you know, our life forms around our beliefs and expectations. So we've got our beliefs and expectations, thinking that A, it's hard to come by, B, there's never enough. I mean, there's just so many thoughts that we have that keep money away. So really examining our thoughts around it and really um, you know, speaking about it differently. If we can't immediately you know, change our thoughts, we can at least change our words and it kind of can start there. Oh, that's perfect. And that's going to lead us as we go into this break. I'm so, so grateful to have you on the show today. I have been looking forward to this for a while. So thank you oh, so much great. for joining us. We're going to be right back. We got to take a, a commercial break and then we're going to come back and talk more with Pam and maybe she'll even share more about her new book. Will you do that? So we'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Does your life feel stuck? Lots of self-doubt, pain, little self-esteem? Find out now how you can enjoy a truly balanced life filled with positive energy and inner peace. A life where you finally feel comfortable in your own skin. Join Marnie in her six-month program, Heal Your Shit. You'll begin an amazing transformation as you learn the five key components that help you heal with personalized energy healing. 
If you are ready and daring to stick your toe in or jump in with both feet to grab the life you want, Marnie invites you to join her for a complimentary 30-minute call. Just visit LovinglyLotus.com and sign up under the contact page to talk to her about where you are now, what's getting in your way, your dreams, and your life vision. Learn how the five key elements she weaves with energy healing can guide and support you moving away from what keeps you stuck towards living a happier life. Many clients hire Marnie because they want what she has. It is so possible for you. Sign up for this call today at LovinglyLotus.com. That's LovinglyLotus.com. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are listening to Heal Your Shit with your host, Marnie. If you have a question or comment about our program, please visit our Facebook page. Just search for Heal Your SHT on Facebook. Now back to the show. Hi, we're back and I'm here with Pam Grout. Pam is going to, we're going to talk about Pam's new book. Pam, what's the name of your new book? Um, it's called Think and Grow Rich. It's a takeoff on um, Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. And the subtitle is A 30-Day Experiment in Shameless Gratitude and Unabashed Joy. And a lot of people do think it's just about money because, you know, the title Think and Grow Rich. But it's actually about other kinds of capital, not so much financial capital. I have five mm-hmm. kinds of capital that I talk about in there, and that is social capital, um, creative mm-hmm. capital, um, I mean, to me, this is where all financial capital comes from anyway, but I've got social right. capital, creative capital, spiritual capital, adventure capital, and alchemic capital, which is the ability to make changes in our lives. So, and to me, those are the most important kinds of capital and the things that we can, you know, really grow in our lives. So anyway, that is what the new book is about, and I think some people are a little confused. And financial um, capital, I think, is just a byproduct of those other kinds of capital. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I think the whole the whole finance, financial prosperity is all about that. Um, some of the work that I do, I talk about um, in the energy work, activating prosperity PowerPoints. And most people think that that's money. Um, and, and prosperity is just is the word that I use again, like abundance that is about prosperity in your life. That's, you know, in your love life, that's in your your sense of being who you are. It's all of it. It's not just that. And, and the financial part is just a, an outcome. It's just, and it's just from a story, that. too. Yeah, I have a chapter in there called Becoming the Warren Buffett of Happiness. And that's, oh. that's kind of my, my goal for the book. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. So what? where did this come from? Was this from 
this from something something in your experience that you decided to write about this aspect? Or well, one of the things about writing e squared and e cubed, and I've I've talked about this a lot, but I get lots and lots of emails from people who have read the book, and I mean, most of the emails start with something like, "You are never going to believe this." So you know, people send me these <laughs> most amazing miracle stories, you know, and they're so thrilled. And so, and I, in fact, I have a chapter in e cubed. I say, "Well, duh," and I, you know, not that I'm trying to be mean or anything, but it's like, "Hey, this no. stuff works," you know. It's just a matter of paying attention. But every now and then I'll get an email from, you know, a reader that'll say, this didn't happen for me. What's wrong with me? Or, you know, you know, kind of complaining. And so in some ways this book is an answer to those readers because okay. if you're on this frequency of complaining, in fact, I talked about that in E-squared about the woman who was sitting there at the airport. She had all of her bags. She was sitting there moaning, kvetching. I was like, oh, where's that bus? You know, take her to your car. And she's just going on and on and on. And my friend sat there and watched her, you know, watched this woman and was just kind of amazed by her. She said the bus passed her two times. And this woman was so blind to it because she was so invested in her pain and suffering. And so kind of that's what this book is about, is that all this abundance is out there. There's so many blessings for all of us, but we are so invested in not being happy and in thinking there's things missing and in feeling, um, you know, less than and we need more and all this that we're not seeing it. I mean, they've even done studies in laboratories where when the scientists call it when you're in a grumpy mood, your visual or your um, cortical cells literally see 50% less. I mean, and that's just, you know, in a, I mean, I think it's even much more than that, but we really, we can't see things. We miss things. So um, I, I kind of tell the story in the beginning of the book about that scene from A Few Good Men, you know, where Tom Cruise has Jack Nicholson up there on the witness stand, and he's asking him, did you order a Code Red? Did you order a Code Red? And, you know, Jack Nicholson keeps getting hotter and madder and redder, and finally, you know, Tom Cruise is like, I need the truth, and and finally Jack Nicholson goes, you can't handle the truth. And, you know, that's (laughs) kind of, I think, the state of the world is that, you know, you can't handle the truth. You can't handle the beauty and the goodness. So when we get on this other frequency of gratitude and starting to appreciate and realizing all the great gifts that are out there and taking time to notice nature. I mean, out in, in, our, in, in one little square foot of grass, there's millions of grass. I mean, and there's buds coming out on trees. I mean, it's just so miraculous. All these things that are there for us, you know, the smile of the baby at the grocery store. And we think these things aren't important and we don't even notice them. I mean, we walk by millions of blessings every day. And because we're so invested in worrying about this one little thing we're upset about or whatever it might be, we miss all the miracles. So that's kind of what this book is about. It's an answer to those people who felt that they weren't, you know, hearing from the universe. They weren't hearing from the field of infinite potentiality like I, you know, suggest in the experiments. Oh, wow. So, and really, it's just... They're they're not present. They're not really they're not really there. And 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 I don't even think it's just that they don't see. They don't hear. Because when exactly. when you're yeah. not well, present, you, you, you can't you know, hear I mean, it the either. The thing yeah. is, we we depend so much on our five senses, but there's so much more. I mean, that's the other yeah. thing. I mean, you can talk just about the five senses, and even that we miss things. Like I said, there's these lab studies and you know evidence by the girl that misses the bus, and you know all kinds of things like that. But there's even a bigger picture, as you know that. 
um, you know, what we see with our five senses is a very limited viewpoint of the world, too. There's also a whole lot of other things. I mean, you know, I know people who literally see angels around us all the time, and I'm sure you do. You know what I mean? It's like yes. there is so much more going on, but we um, limit ourselves by our beliefs and expectations and what we think is true and what is, isn't true and what we think is possible. And once we've decided that's the way the world is, that's all we're going to be able to see. That's it. So we really have to upgrade our frequency. So anyway, that's what the book's all about is upgrading your frequency. And so I have, you know, a 30-day practice in there. And then I have these 27 party games, too, I call them. I figured, you know what, we don't need any more exercises, you know. Life is meant to be smooth and easy. I mean, that's kind of my mantra, smooth and easy. And it can be smooth and easy if we can take our attention off the disaster that we think is going on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That, that is, I completely agree with you on so many levels on that. It's, um, and gratitude is definitely a key, a key, key piece, because without it, you're, you're not going to get to that awareness of how things can be different. Right. And I call it ferocious in your face gratitude because it's literally allowing everything. It's allowing and being grateful. Like I think you were talking, I don't know if we were on the break or whatever you mentioned Something maybe it was the end of the. I, I, but anyway, about um, about how grateful you were that you have something new to think about. You know what I mean? It's like before yes. you would be worried about it. So, so you know, it's like there's gratitude. There's there's grace. There's um, great. I mean, in the course of miracles, says every single thing that happens to you is for your benefit. Is there to help you, to aid you, to bless you. Now, how you choose to see it is a whole different story. Absolutely. But um, everything is a, is a blessing and a gift, and here to help you grow, help you um, have a, a richer life, help you to see what's really here. And, and yet sometimes, sometimes it's, it's what I, and what I was saying in the break was that I was grateful to feel frustrated. <laughs> I yeah, was grateful yeah. that my focus was not on some of the extreme things that had been going on in my life um, with my son and that I could be frustrated about something that had nothing to do with him. Mm-hmm. And that was an absolute blessing. And I, reveled in the discomfort um, just that because I because it was there and I could and that to me was amazing but you know we too um, same thing just little things like going to the grocery store people think oh god I gotta go to the grocery store you know right away as soon as you go to that you're like oh I gotta go to the grocery store what's happening to your energy I'm, that's so I get funny. Excited. My friend of mine, um, I don't know if you ever read my blog, but I, in fact, I've written about her in my book too. My, my, my friend Rhonda, in fact, she's, we call her Never Say No to Fun Rhonda, and I tell a funny story about her in, <laughs> I think it's in E-Cubed. But anyway, she used to have that attitude about the grocery store. She just never wanted to go, and she, but she said, you know what, this is not serving me to think this, and so she did this conscious practice of changing it to her, and she says now going to the grocery store is like being on vacation, you know, noticing all the beautiful things that are there, and she'll meet yep. people. And she has completely changed her relationship with going to the grocery store. And, you know, it would have never changed. And she just spent the rest of her life not wanting to go to the grocery store. Now it's like, oh, hey, honey, do we need anything at the grocery store? I think I'd like to go. I mean, you know, it's it's gotten to that point where, you know, it's just so much fun. We, I mean, we, I I totally get it. it. Absolutely. Mark and I have been making it an event and it's become a family event since we started dating. You know, we, I mean, we make game, we have little games that we do in the, in the aisles and we know, you know, we have a, a local store about three miles from us 
and we're there pretty regularly and we know we know the people in the deli and we know the people in the produce and we know people in in the various departments and they always will say hello my son shares a birthday with one of them she's Lisa if you're listening she's amazing um, <laughs> and they they always they just they connect and it it's just a fun experience we have we have a great time, but and that can be with anything. I mean, and we make games and fun out of doing errands. And why I mean, shouldn't we? You know, somewhere yeah. along the way, we learned this idea that okay, vacuuming the floor is not fun. Going to the movies is fun. You know, so really, it's just a matter of what we have learned. You know, our paradigms have taught us this is fun, right. this isn't. There's no actual. Um, you know, real truth to this is fun, this isn't. I mean, it's just what we have decided. I mean, think about a little baby. They're crawling around and everything is fascinating. A pair of scissors, you know, everything. I mean, they all their thing is the most exciting, beautiful stuff. There is no bad things. There's just no, this is not fun kind of thing. But, of course, it doesn't take too long for, you know, we adults to teach them what's fun, what's not fun. And, you know, we learn it, and then we just reinforce it over and over and over again. I've been thinking a lot about um, what I call first-generation reality. And I guess in some ways that could go back to, you know, when, um, you know, you still are a baby. But, you know, okay, so to see life as it really is, but then we start putting our layers and our filters on top of it. I mean, none Mm -hmm. of us even see each other like our partners or our family, our friends, even as they really are, because we've decided this is how they are. And once we make these decisions about how so-and-so is or how this is, then we no longer see first-generation reality. I I like to follow Byron Katie. I don't know if you're familiar with her, but she said, you know, like she gets up in the morning, she's been married to this same guy for I don't know how long, but literally she's so into this first-generation reality thing, or, you know, she'll look at him and go, oh, and she's excited every time she sees him, and it's like, this is the first time I've ever seen, you know, this person, you know, just so excited, and, you know, I think, how beautiful is that? Instead, we kind of get up and go, oh, make my coffee, you know what I mean? It's like, if you can just Mm -hmm. see them as that beautiful thing they are, without the filters, without the idea of who we think they are. It's um, another way of looking at it is, is seeing somebody without all the roles and all, all of the judgments that we put on them. Exactly. And just, you know, exactly. if I had no roles and no judgments and it was just me stripped down, nothing, who are you? Exactly. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's, um, you know, it's so, that's funny that you bring that up because I find that uh, as much as I love... <laughs> that my husband has this fabulous job with this wonderful company. I miss him. I'm, I'm a, I am, my love language is quality time. So mm. we, and we make the most out of the quality time that we have together, whether that be on the phone because he travels or in person, you know, and sometimes he's only home 48 hours in between. And, and, you know, in the beginning it was like, oh, God, he's leaving and I'm sad and I miss him and he's not here and really focusing on that. And, you know, I get so excited on the Fridays he comes home. I'm like, ah, oh, it's it's like new again. And, you know, and we have this this beautiful time for 48 hours, the, the three of us and then he and I, the two of us. Um, and even just our phone calls at night have gotten just so just about us. And that, that quality time of just enjoying hearing each other's voices. Oh, that's and beautiful. That's beautiful. It's wonderful. And you know, if he was there every night or whatever, you wouldn't even notice that. You know, it's like, exactly. oh, yeah. So how exactly. beautiful that is. You've, you've yeah. um, 
made something beautiful out of, of your situation. Yeah, it's um, and you know, and that's the that's the thing I'm wondering. I'm, I I know there may be people listening that that go back to this this place where they look at their lives and they go and they're looking at the well, you know, you're talking about the money comes from, you know, looking with gratitude and and how can I see that, you know, if I'm I'm about to file for bankruptcy or, you know, or I'm struggling to pay the bills or how can I what what do I have to be grateful for cuz all I'm so involved in that and that really goes that exact thing right there, that scenario goes to what you're saying. They still have breath in their body. Exactly. The sun still came yeah. up this morning. Still, still, exactly. And that's what I, that's what I tell clients. I mean, there's so many things. And again, it goes back to that's like Keflin. It just rolls right off. All these things, yeah. we just take so many things for granted. For granted. Um, yep. So anyway, it's just like really stopping and remembering those things that we've been taking for granted because there is abundance. I mean, in, in that, as long as you're alive, anything is possible. I mean, you know, so, so what if you just went bankrupt? I mean, many multimillionaires went bankrupt a, count, a thousand times, you know, so what if you just got divorced? You know, in fact, sometimes right. people kind of laugh at me because they'll, they'll um, write to me, oh, you know, I just lost my job, and I'll write back, oh, congratulations, you know. That's, like, really exciting because that means there's a whole new amazing chapter. And a lot of times they'll write me back later and they'll go, you know, you were so right. Thank you so much, and you know, now I've started this amazing business and blah, blah, blah. So it's really funny how, <coughs> how things happen. Yeah, you know, how, yeah how, how things can happen. It's just, you know, anything can be, you know, the start of a new thing. In fact, one of the little party games I have in um, in and Think and Grow Rich is okay. Let's say something that we call bad, and I don't even like to use that term because I think it's just a judgment, yeah, but just something that you might think you didn't want to have happen. So I say put it on pause for three days because you know when things like that happen, we tend to freak out and we want to talk about it and go on and on. Oh my god, yeah, and do that whole thing. Well, every yes. time we're doing that, we're putting out an energy that's going to block the answer from coming. So I say just mm-hmm. put it on hold for three days and instead of you know going on and on and on. And when I do say you know at the end of the three days, you have total permission to freak out, to you know gnash your teeth, hit pillows, whatever. You know after three days, but for, at least for three days, put it on hold and just think of some other possibilities that could happen, like saying the instance that you lost your job, well, who knows, you could find a job that pays a whole lot more, you could find a job that's closer to your home, I mean, you know, there's just a lot of things that could happen, there's a lot of other possibilities, but if you start focusing on the one possibility that you're totally focused on about how awful it is and what a disaster it is, you can't see, and the universe can't provide this better thing that it's wanting to give to you, so just put, you know, hit the pause button for three days. Or three hours, you know, if you want to do three hours, but just for a little bit and not go to that place of, you know, calling all your friends, calling your therapist, calling, you know, every support group. And I mean, literally just, you know, stop and think, well, you know, maybe maybe something good could come from this. And again, like I said, because I know how people are, I do give them permission at the end. They can go right back and they can do all those things, but at least just wait for a little bit before immediately erecting those walls that will block, you know, the answer, the goodness, all the things from coming. And with that, we're going to go right to break. Stay with us. This is so awesome and meaty. We'll be back with more. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Does your life feel stuck? Lots of self-doubt, pain, little self-esteem? 
Find out now how you can enjoy a truly balanced life filled with positive energy and inner peace. A life where you finally feel comfortable in your own skin. Join Marnie in her six-month program, Heal Your Shit. You'll begin an amazing transformation as you learn the five key components that help you heal with personalized energy healing. If you are ready and daring to stick your toe in or jump in with both feet to grab the life you want, Marnie invites you to join her for a complimentary 30-minute call. Just visit LovinglyLotus.com and sign up under the contact page to talk to her about where you are now, what's getting in your way, your dreams, and your life vision. Learn how the five key elements she weaves with energy healing can guide and support you moving away from what keeps you stuck towards living a happier life. Many clients hire Marnie because they want what she has. It is so possible for you. Sign up for this call today at LovinglyLotus.com. That's LovinglyLotus.com. If you have been experiencing addiction issues, be it drugs, alcohol, or something else, you know what it means to feel alone in the world. The Power to Create Yourself with host Ross Ramin is here to prove that you don't have to feel this way. There are others who have been there or are still there. And together, we can sort out the truths and the lies in order to reveal the true essence of your character. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. are listening to heal your shit with your host marnie if you have a question or comment about our program please visit our facebook page just search for heal your sht on facebook now back to the show hi we're back and pam and i are here and we we left you talking about basically not drowning in your shit right away um in the fear in that listening to that what what we call the fear of the bully voice um, right away when some, when you perceive something bad is happening and giving yourself some space, whether that be three hours or three days, to just find other possibilities. And that's something that I, I talk to my private clients about all the time is coming up with what are other possibilities for this scenario? I mean, you know, I lo- I've I've been let go from jobs. My husband was laid off from a job. Timing, you know, may appear on the outwardly of, oh, that's a shitty time for this to happen. But when you look back on it and you're able to see, all of a sudden you go, oh, well, if that hadn't happened, then this wouldn't have happened. Oh, exactly. So if you can start to trust and see or be open to other possibilities earlier instead of drowning in that that resistance, uh, you know, I mean, so, so much can happen uh, in your life. And so while, you know, we talked about this show being about money, it, it's really about your life and, and how are you embracing or resisting what's going on in your life. And I know that sounds really, really weird. I mean, you know, like, well, why would I want to embrace being, you know, laid off? Or why would I want to embrace my son being in the hospital or, you know, for uh, PTSD or or whatever. Why would you want to do all those things? But really, 
what you, there's a, I don't remember who said it, but there's a saying, what you resist persists. Yes, very true. And, and that is so, so, so true in, in anything. And oh, I, I, I can remember personally so many times when I started to go there and how I was able to talk to myself or journal or meditate or talk to a friend about other things, asking myself other questions. Well, what what else could this be? Even if I'm not sure I believe that it's this other thing, what else could it be? It's, and right, it's just sort to of be like open to it because the yeah. freaking out. We're closing the door. I mean, literally, we're building exactly. walls. I mean, that's what we're doing. We've built all these walls, or our, yes. we've condensed reality into this little tiny viewpoint, and there's so much more. So, you know. To start going there and thinking about all this, it's like the universe goes, okay, if that's what you want, you know, I mean, sure, you can have that, you can have the misery and the pain, but there's so many other things. There's always, if you really trust that everything that happens leads to something better, I mean, that's a pretty cool place to be in. Everything leads to something better. Everything. Well, I'll I'll give you a phrase, my Graham. Over and over, getting higher and higher. Yeah, my grandmother always said, and you'll probably like this based on what you just said, out of shit, you get flowers. Yeah, that's good. That's and I mean, and that's, I mean, I've, I've been hearing that my whole life and I absolutely believe it. You know, I, I was um, in a treatment center for bulimia at age 25 and people hear that and they go, oh, that was terrible. And I'm like, no, it was great. <laughs> and they kind of look at me strange, like what? I'm like, well, if, if I hadn't gotten bullied and and really lost my way at the age of eight, I would not have become bulimic. And if I hadn't become bulimic, I wouldn't have gone to this treatment center. If I hadn't gone to the treatment center, I wouldn't have discovered meditation. If I hadn't discovered meditation, I wouldn't have rediscovered all the gifts in my life. And I look at myself today and I really like who I am today. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have met this amazing man that, that I, I loved for 15 years. I wouldn't have this child that I have who, who is just delicious. I wouldn't live in this neighborhood where I'm surrounded by these wonderful, wonderful people who are, it's, it's like a family of people. I mean, I could just look at everything in my life and tell you all of these things would not have happened if not for those things. I mean, I can dwell the other way. I mean, that's that would be really easy. But. Right, and that's how we're taught to do it. But no, so true. I mean, it, you know, it all leads to beautiful things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and just going outside and, and smelling the roses, so to speak. I mean, I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina, and it's in the 70s today in February. Wow, and, and we beautiful. typically get warmer at the end of February, but not quite this warm. We've had it mm-hmm. for a while, and I am so excited to get. I'm going to take the dog out and go for a run in a pair of shorts. And I'm like, woohoo! You know, yeah. and, you know, and, and I don't run all the time. I like to walk because I see the birds and I see the, the trees and I see the, the little the little buds on the trees and the flowers coming up and I see the animals coming by and and all that beauty or the child that is riding his bike down the street and, and just so free and full of joy. I love that. I love that. And that, you know, you take that into your life and, and bring that in and, gosh, that just shifts everything. Mm-hmm. 
In fact, I've been thinking a lot lately about how, you know, we kind of just need to shut down all news media, all, um, <laughs> um, I don't know, maybe even social media, and just get outside. I mean, I really think, you know, all the answers are gonna, we're going to find out there instead of you know, watching the news because it has gotten, you know, I mean, it's been a big focus, I think, of everybody's life lately, yeah. um, including mine. I can get all, you know, into it too. But it's like, you know, there is so much more going on. I mean, those redwood trees out in California, you know, they were mm. standing there way before, um, you know, we even had a United States of America. So right. you know, there's a much bigger story going on here than, you know, what we're thinking. And, you know, we're really doing ourselves a disservice to sit here and, you know, put all our attention on things we may or may not like in the news. Because it's a very limited story. Definitely. I actually really avoid the news like a plague. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I can't. I can't go there. Uh, not even on Facebook. I don't look at any of that. I will get it. I get in and get out. Yeah. Because um, that's otherwise I get sucked in to the I call it like the Facebook tornado yeah. or the social yeah. media tornado that I get sucked in. And I'm like, oh, a whole hour just went by. What did I do? Uh-huh. I just lost a whole hour. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can't can't do that. There's too many other things to see. We, I mean, just the fact that we could take a bike ride on Sunday as a family, and and bike in the in our shorts and and just enjoy being outside. That was, oh, yeah, so amazing in February. And and Mark, I know you're listening. He's in Minneapolis today, so it's cold where he is. Not as cold as it's been, but it's cold. So, um, <laughs> oh, I love Minneapolis. Hi, Mark. Oh. In Minneapolis. <laughs> <laughs> Minneapolis is great. Minneapolis is a is a wonderful, wonderful city. We had the pleasure of spending spring break there last week or last oh, year. How fun! And because uh, he was there, and cool. that what a beautiful, beautiful place to be. And and we weren't uh, that excited at first, and and that's again going into that gratitude. We were just excited to be together. And we explored. Yeah, I remember once going on a press trip up to Minneapolis, and it was in January. And I remember thinking, oh, it's going to be so cold. You know, it was kind of a food thing. So we we were inside, um, you know, going to all these great restaurants. However, the Minneapolis, whatever they're called, the Minnesotans, whatever they're called, they were out there <laughs> cross country skiing. Boy, they were embracing that cold weather. It was beautiful yeah. to see. And then from there, we went up and we cross country skied ourselves. And stayed in a yurt up in the uh, boundary water. So anyway, there's a lot of fun to be had in cold weather too. So I, I mean, you make of it what you bring to it. Exactly. You know, whether you're on vacation, whether it's your day to day. I mean, even on vacation. You know, when when we were at Disney a few years ago, we walk. We I remember we walked into the hotel. It was around Christmas time, and um, they they had a giant tree in the lobby. It was where were we? Animal Kingdom Lodge. And these really neat guys were playing drums. And I love to dance. I mean, if, I, if I'm if i going to celebrate, I want to dance. Or if I'm <laughs> feeling uncomfortable or frustrated, I, dan- I want to dance it out. And so I just naturally started dancing as we walked in. And that doesn't surprise Mark because I just go with the flow. And he laughs. And Eli, our son, he started dancing. And would you know, there was a crowd of people in there. And they all kind of just stood back and looked at us like maybe we had three heads and very, very uncomfortable. But the guys playing, these two guys were playing drums. And I will never forget how much bigger their smiles got because 
see how much we were enjoying what they were doing. And so their smiles were, were like this gratitude that came off. And, and we, I mean, we must have stood there probably about 10 minutes dancing with them. Oh, I love it. And, There's and a guy in Australia, his name is Peter Sharp, and he has this organization called Liberation, Liberators International or something like that. But what he does, he was, I think he was an accountant or something. He decided it was kind of boring. So he ended up going out, and now he just does these performance pieces. Like he gets on trains, and he gets everybody singing Somewhere Over the Rainbow together. And he does, <laughs> and people pay him to do these performance pieces. Like he did this one where he was dancing in the fountain with a suit, and then he cut off his tie. That was kind of, you know, <sighs> I'm, I'm letting go of, of the corporation, I'm going to go out and be free or whatever. But he's so cool and so inspiring. He'll go out dancing, and he gets everybody dancing. I mean, literally, we'll get the whole place dancing. He's just so exuberant and, and contagious. You can't help it. It's like, oh, man, uh, it's so much fun. So I anyway, love I think that. that's all people need is that permission. Because, again, the dominant paradigm, the rule we're taught is that you don't dance at where you say at a hotel, you know, you don't. You don't dance in the lobby of a hotel, lobby, right? Okay, so you don't. <laughs> yeah. There's a right place to dance on the dance floor. You, yeah, so you know, exactly. as again, that's one of those restrictive rules that we've learned. And why? I mean, what? What? Why? You know. Oh, and, and and that's a perfect place for us to close. I thank you so, so much. This has been a great conversation. We are very much aligned. And and I've, I've enjoyed your books. And I can't wait to read the new one. I'm going to have to pick that one up. Um, thank you for your time today. Thank you for your, your wisdom of gratitude. That That is just key. Take that with you, everybody. And thank you, everyone, for listening today. Would you like to connect more with me and learn more concrete tools for healing? Then I want to invite you to become a member of my tribe and subscribe to my newsletter. Go to www.lovinglylotus.com and make your way to the radio page where it says, join my newsletter tribe. Click that link. And when you subscribe, I'm going to give you free access to my meditation, Revealing Authentic You, Letting the Masks Go. In addition to this powerful meditation, helping you begin releasing those layers that keep you from living as that true you without all the roles, you'll receive healful and helpful articles, including tips you can begin using in your life today to heal your shit. My newsletters often include inspiring stories like the ones I share here on the show, and I provide a forum for your questions and your comments, and I answer all of them. I'd love to have you as a member of my tribe. So go to my website, www.lovinglylotus.com and click on the radio page with the link under Join My Newsletter Tribe. That's all there is to it. And next week, we're going to have another superpower show. I want you to, if you take nothing from today at all, take this from, from me, from Pam, that you can have the life that you've dreamed of. You just got to let go or look at other possibilities. Find gratitude. It's right there around the corner. It's waiting for you to be found. That is true you. That is the true life you were meant to live. Easy flow, easy gratitude. And it's just there for for you to to just join in and, and be part of it. And if you run into me out there in, in wherever, dance with me. I'll dance. I'll even sing. 
Or you can ask Eli. I carry a little red nose in my purse, and I have been known to walk streets with my little red clown nose on, just having a blast in life. Because that's what it's all about. You don't get a do-over. So take that with you, and have a wonderful, wonderful week. And Pam, do you have any any last-minute things you want to say? we got about 30 seconds. Hello. <laughs> and, okay. And um, go out there this week and heal your shit. Thank you so much. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Heal Your Shit with Marnie. Please join us again next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern and 6 a.m. Pacific for more Marnie motivation to shift your mind, body, and spirit on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel.